0: Here's Joanne White.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Power Your Life. I'm Joanne White, and I just am so excited. It's a beautiful day here in New Jersey and wherever you are, make it a beautiful day just with changing your perception. Speaking of perception, many of us think that we are so way laid down by time. If only I had more time, if only there were more hours in the day, if only there were more days in a week, and I can go on and on and on, and we have... Someone very special today, her name is Sheila Hawkins, who can help you look at time in a totally different way so that you can regain or gain for the first time your personal power and be more productive. Sheila Hawkins is known as the personal productivity alchemist and she has a revolutionary approach to productivity. Sheila is a rebel when it comes to just about everything you can think of, and given her nonconformist ways, she's always seen things a bit differently than most. Her purpose on the planet is to revolutionize the way women solopreneurs view time and how they engage and approach it when it comes to getting things accomplished. Sheila helps women coaches, consultants, and service providers go from managing time to wielding time. She's been a contributing writer for the New Face of Leadership magazine, WomenMoneyPower.com, I Magazine, Own Your Power Communications, and a longtime columnist for the Detroit Smart Pages. Host of Time and Space Radio, and the author of Wielding Time: Take Back Your Power to Increase Productivity, and also the co-author of Who's Going to Stop Us Now? She's also one of the 30 productivity professionals interviewed for the book. Written by Doodle CEO Michael Brett. Hello, Sheila. Wow. (laughs) Welcome.
2: (laughs) Hi, Joanne. Thank you so much. (laughs) That was a mouthful. It's
1: my pleasure. A real (laughs) set of accomplishments. That's great. So, today, what you're going to do is you're going to help us figure out what to do with time so that it's not making people feel so bound to it in so many ways. So, firstly, what is personal productivity alchemy or a personal productivity alchemist?
2: That, the way that I see it, um, is taking productivity or, as some people like to refer to it, time management, although I, I, the term is a bit of, a, say, an oxymoron for me, and I'll, I'll explain why, but it's taking productivity And how people typically see it. So transforming that common thing that everybody knows, that everyone can relate to, transforming that into something special, into something different through. And for me, when I looked at what it is I do, the, the alchemy spoke to me. And when I looked closer at my process, and the philosophies that I've built my business on, it made perfectly good sense that, okay, this is a process that, you know, that is alchemical. So that, that's how that all came about.
1: So alchemical, it's, it's firstly something that takes place, like you said, a process. It's also something that takes place on a deeper level, on a, an internal level, and it has Mm -hmm. a transformative quality to it to turn stone into, you know, different kinds of things, right? So Mm -hmm. that's what it is, right? (laughs) I think it's great. I, I love the idea of it, and many people think, okay, I can change a few things about myself or about my outlook or whatever, but how do I really get to changing core aspects of myself, and I think that's where alchemy comes in.
2: It really does, and that's what the whole, the whole process is about. When we talk about, say, transformation, that's something that happens, of course, on a much deeper level. It can't be surface stuff, as I call it. It has to be something that happens much deeper or down within, because a lot of times what people don't realize is that the challenges they have around productivity, getting things done, stem from something else that's going on beneath the surface. And I think that as a society, we tend to look at the surface stuff. It's always about what's going on on top or what you can see. And, in fact, it's really not about that at all. It's about who we are on a much deeper level. And that's where real transformation
1: takes place. You know, it's you, you're so right on. It's the interchanges. And it just reminds me of something really quick. It's a little bit of an aside. Years ago when I was working with mm-hmm. a PR firm, I was doing some, some writing about my stuff, and I put in transformational and transformation. And, and they said, Joanne, you can't use that. You have to use change. People don't know that. I said, but mm-hmm. it's like, just like you, what you said. It's not change. <laughs> it's 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 right. something exactly. deeper than change. <laughs> yes. So but they yes. they didn't listen and then <laughs> I did it anyway. Okay, so let's well, just good. really hone in on firstly when people are changing their their outlook or their view, how does that change their perception or give them more of a sense of control over time? Because time is you know, time is time. It, that's not going to change. But again, it's, it's, it's what we do with it, right?
2: Exactly. I think it's, it's, it's about what we do with it. And more importantly, how we see it. Um, everything in life is about perspective or perception, how we see it. The glass can be half empty or the glass can be half full. It's all about how we look at things, and I see time in that same way. When I first started looking at this whole thing years ago, what I saw was that time is a concept. It's something Mm. that man made up, like, however many years ago, right? But it still is a concept. And... It's made up, and the only thing that makes it real is the agreement around it that's real. Mm. So if we can shift into that view or that perspective and really start to dissect it, like, okay, so what does that mean? If I see time in this way, what does that really mean for me? And I've had clients tell me that, Just shifting that perspective, just even starting to dissect it and consider, maybe not yet accept, but consider the fact that, okay, maybe there's something to this. It starts to really shift how they see things and even how they look at what they have to do on a daily basis. And it starts, they've called it empowering. They've called it liberating. Because we are, as you said in the beginning, we seem to be very bogged down and very constricted by time because everybody is ruled by that little circle with the two hands and the 12 numbers, and we allow time to run the show. It's in charge, but when we start to look at things differently and start to allow ourselves that different perspective and consider what it means for us on a daily basis and on that deeper level, we start empowering ourselves because as it is, say, uh, normally for people, they bought into the fact that time exists and it's real. doesn't exist, just like money. Money is printed paper and stamped metal, but the agreement around it is what gives it its value, and time is the same here. So if we can start to really look at or turn it, or as I like to say, flip it, because really what this does is it, it takes what people know as the norm and it flips it on its head and has people saying, Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, time is real. And, of course, you have to learn how to walk that line between, say, time being real and it being a concept, because on a daily basis you're still dealing with people who see time as real. So you have to learn how to walk that line, and that's what wielding time is all about. But I, I see people making that shift on that deeper level, and it, it becomes, in a sense, about mindset. When we shift our minds about things. We can really start to get with or wrap our heads around what's in front of us, and that is part of what allows for that shift, and it's very empowering.
1: Yes, it totally is. Now, I um, mm-hmm. I have your beautiful book. The cover is stunning, Sheila, and oh. Wielding Time, Taking Back Your Power to Increase Productivity. You have something really interesting going on that I – I mean, there's so much interesting in here, but something in terms of a dialogue before doing and being as though they are real mm. characters And and <laughs> – and, can you share a little bit of that—the difference and why—and why acknowledging that is so important, doing versus being, and maybe getting a balance oh, yeah. between them. Right.
2: Yeah, it's it's really funny that the way that 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 turned out in the book. I thought that was a really fun way. Um, that was not me. That was all my literary coach. But I really liked the way because people tend to. What I mean by that, and I what I see. People focused on so much is the doing of things, like what is there to do today? Not that there aren't things to do, of course, but before we consider what we're doing, we have to really think about who it is we're being. So when we we look at, say, that to-do list, it has to be about who do I have to be in order to do this? Like who do I have to be to show up? To, in front of people I don't know, whether it's in person, at a networking event, or whether it's online, like who do I have to be? And what I see is that being is a way of expression or expression of self and personality. And when we look at who we're being, people are actually looking for something more or For answers. And it's like waking up from that dream because this seeing time as being real, that's part of the dream. Waking up from that, I see as the reality. So we have to start asking ourselves who is it that I'm being? Who am I being when I'm not getting things done? Am I being the procrastinator? Am I being um, the saboteur? Who am I being? Whereas when we start to look at the doing, like it's really popular. That's what people are focused on. And so much so that sometimes we think that we have, we've got to always be doing something like 24 seven, like there's something wrong with actually just being still and doing nothing. And so when we look at doing, everybody's engaged in that, but and and people buy into that. It's really convenient and it it helps you buy into that whole busy nature. And it's not that's not how things get done. We probably take on who it is that we're being and forget about the busy stuff, because the busy stuff is what has us running around looking like chickens with the heads cut off. There's just There's so much in it and there's no order, but when I stop and I ask myself, who is it that I have to be today to show up, to promote my business, or to really give this client what she needs, that is where the power is. So we have to think about who it is we're being before we can even take on that to-do list. So it's all about who you need to be in that moment. And, isn't, and and that, I think, helps us escalate, too, um, personally, as, as who we are. That, that gives us some growth.
1: Isn't being also just about being, not necessarily who it is, not the saboteur or the, or, or the person who's a procrastinator, but just also kind of getting a sense of who we are, our, our equilibrium, mm-hmm. our, our different – I mean, isn't that – being, just getting, like, just really honing in on all, you know, all of us, and maybe not having to perform, but to just, you Mm -hmm. know, that just be, just to acknowledge and to embrace and to take hold of the complete being that we are. Mm,
2: Yes, I think so, because it it allows us to just, as you said, to just be, so that, puts us in a space where we're just accepting of who we are and that being that we are. And it allows for so much as far as introspection. And that even allows us to begin to see things much differently. And when we're focused there, the doing is the easy part. That's just the... That becomes, say, the superficial stuff because it is all about the being.
1: Wonderful, I love that, <laughs> and and I, I I like to live <laughs> in that place. You talk a yes. lot, and and you work a lot with with and and business women about their personal power and productivity. So let's get into personal power from your version and how you help your clients, because what does it mean, and what does it mean with respect to productivity and time? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I think that initially when people hear the word power, they think about controlling or really having to, to force things, and typically that's what shows up for a lot of people, but When I say personal power, I'm talking about that thing that lies within you and enables you to dictate how your life goes. And you use it basically to create. You use it to say what is so. And that power gives you the capacity to make the moves in your life. And it's your ability to, again, direct how your life happens or what happens in your life. So in this sense, we're talking about willpower, self-esteem, self-discipline, as well as personality. And that personal power allows you to transform, say, inertia into actual movement, and it allows you to meet the challenges and then move forward. And how I see relating to productivity is that when you look at what personal power is and how it can be used and you can see like if you, if you look at personal power and what it is, it allows for focus, it allows you to take action and it allows you to create change or to make shifts in behavior and habits. So if we take back the power that we've given over because again time is running the show and it's something that people learn not directly but just through seeing things and people in their environment they learn that okay time is the one that's large and in charge i don't mm-hmm. have any say so and it's not that's not true so we look at taking back that power taking back, giving over, the fact that we have no control, we tend to give ourselves the permission and the ability for that focus, for taking power, or I'm sorry, for taking action and making the change. So it lets us be in a space where we can deliver on those promises, the promises that we've made to ourselves as far as um, our goals, the promises that we make to our clients, and really being effective and efficient when it comes to that daily to-do list. So it's about harnessing that power to be proactive and not reactive or inactive,
1: and then making the conscious choice to do so. And making a conscious choice is <laughs> is very important in that. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, it it, it's
1: really... It's really so important to to recognize what we're doing and and how we hold ourselves back, and like you said, just people think that time controls us, and with this different perspective, basically it puts us back in in the seat of being in charge, and time doesn't have the same effect or mm-hmm. or create whatever it creates in people. You have something in this book. I keep on going, going right. back to this book because I find some of it very fascinating. <laughs> you talk about pe- people having different productivity personas, <laughs> right? Ah, yes. Can you can you <laughs> share a little bit of that? I find that so interesting. We have so much to cover, but that just piqued my interest when I was reading the book.
2: Yeah, that that for me actually was something that <laughs> – It came about when working with my private clients. I started to see, uh, say, different people show up. And granted, yes, we all have our own personality, our own way of doing things and that kind of thing, but it was a little bit deeper for me. And what really prompted me to see that, okay, there's something different going on here, was I started to take that closer look and use some of my clients as case studies. And I saw Mm. four different personas emerge. And I started investigating that and contemplated a lot about it and meditated a lot about it. And what I ended up with were those four persona, well, the, the four, as I call them, the four foundationary or foundational um, personas, the personas tell you who you are inside of your relationship with time. We all have a relationship with time. For a lot of people, it's a bit dysfunctional, but we have this relationship with time nonetheless. And the personas tell you who you are inside of that relationship it also tells you what your strengths are around productivity and what your shortcomings or, say, weaknesses are. And then the trick to that, to to having that knowledge, is starting with that as a foundation for not just looking at how you show up in your day, because whether people realize it or not, they show up inside of their day all day. And when we know what our strengths are, we can use those to power through our days, to get through that to-do list. And when we know our weaknesses or where we're challenged at, we can recognize them when they show up, because they show up. And it (coughs) it comes to a point of, like, when they show up, recognizing them and going, oh, okay, I know how to deal with you. And then, of course, setting yourself up in the first place not necessarily – have to make this big, enormous shift when it comes to dealing with them. So that's what the personas do. And people have, um, I, ha- I had a, it's in the book, and then I had shared them previously with private clients that I worked with, but for the first time, I put it out there a few weeks ago. And mm. people are not just having fun in discovering who they are. They're really starting to see how they show up and putting themselves on the path of using those strengths and being able to prepare for when the weaknesses show up. And it really does help people get through their days. They start to see themselves immediately when they show up. And it has them go through their days in a more conscious way versus just going through the motions like, okay, four things to do today boom, 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 here I go, but really realizing that, okay, this one task here is going to be a bit challenging for me, and this is why. But they know that going in, so it creates awareness. And that that was my whole point behind following through with their creation so that people could really see themselves and then use that to make it work for them.
1: Well, I believe having that level of awareness is is really an initial step to be able to, you know, to open up to all of this. So mm-hmm. somebody's saying, could you please share what those four ones are?
2: <laughs> oh, the four personas. Okay, sure. Yeah. There is the wild child. There's the wild child. That <laughs> The wild child is one of my favorites, really fun. Uh, Then there is the deep thinker, there's the sergeant, and the fourth persona is easy breezy. And they're (laughs) all really interesting. Like I think out of all the four, the sergeant is my favorite because the sergeant is one of the two personas that's really serious about getting things done. And one of her challenges, because she is so serious about getting things done, is that she, she tends to get to a point where she can be a bit of a micromanager. If she's not sure, the people she's delegating to are capable of doing the job and following through. But she's one of my favorites because she is dead-on serious about Okay, we've got a job to do. We've got to get this
1: stuff done, and it's got to be done on time. That, that sounds like me. <laughs> it's like, well, don't you understand this is a deadline? I mean, hello, when you say you're delivering yesterday, yeah. why isn't it delivered yesterday? I don't get it. Exactly. Isn't there a, exactly. some overlap, though? Because um can't always be like that. Uh, I mean, there could be a wild side. I'm thinking that I have a wild side, too, so I'm trying to balance this.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and I think that that's where when we look at
1: people in general and our,
2: our own personalities, there are times and situations where we find ourselves, like for me, for instance, I'm a serious introvert. But when I share that with people they kind of look at me sideways, like, what are you talking about? Because that's not who I am in certain spaces. I can't be that person. I've got to be a bit different. So again, I'm looking at, okay, who am I being? And this is not the place to be that. So I've got to shift into being someone else or being a different way, not necessarily being someone else in the sense of say, not being who you are. But I think there is some overlap and, there are different roles that we have to play like one of the things that i that i love about the easy breezy persona is <laughs> that easy going laid back kind of and i raised an mm. easy breezy so you know easy breezy is just you know that's my heart because my child is an <laughs> easy breezy but <laughs> But there's, you know, there's a thing about them where they don't necessarily want to be leaders. Like if you said to one of them, like, "Oh, hey, I need you to do X," and it puts them in a leadership role, they would be the first to kind of think, "I don't know about that." But what they don't realize is that some of them are already in the space of being that leader unofficially, because people go to them for certain things or. You know, whatever it is, they might, they might get the leadership hat put on their head in an emergency. But when they focus on that, they can shift into becoming that leader. So, again, there's the overlap and there is the, the possibility, the opportunity to really step into full self-expression and that growth and uh, evolution, if you will, of the self.
1: Which is really, I think, m- some of the main reasons why we're here is to, is to oh, really yes. grow and learn and love and expand ourselves and transform ourselves and, and evolve, so all of that good stuff. You know, it's interesting, I just yeah. want an aside. You were talking about how you are an introvert, and I am too, and I say that to people, and they laugh <laughs> like, Joanne, <Jillian>, no, you're <laughs> kidding. Not you. You have a show. You do this. But, yeah, I show right. up to do that right. stuff, and I've had to exactly. learn or teach myself to do it with effort initially because it's yes. not, right? And But, yeah, yes. you do it because different places. So thanks for that. That was a reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Joanne, no, you're <laughs> – no, no. Okay. So we don't have that much time, and I want our listeners to – Have a few action steps. Just, you know, just, just. Mm. I want them to buy your book, and I want, because I think that there's so much good in here, Sheila, that that really is going to help them hone in on who they are and begin the process and and hopefully join you. But give us, give them a little bit of tools so that they can go away and say, yeah, Sheila gave me whatever. (laughs) Yes,
2: absolutely. Well, I think the first step, of course, is making that shift in the perspective, and even if it's something you can't really wrap your head around, at least consider uh, time as a concept and it not being real, and then take, take a look at what that means. So that's the first step, and getting yourself to the point where you can make that shift so that you've got your personal power back and time is no longer running the show. And then think about it, too, if it's hard for you to grasp, think about how time, if time were a person and you were in this relationship with this person, how would time feel about you giving it your personal power and telling it, okay, tell me what to do, run my show? Time does not want that responsibility. So that's another way, uh, I think, that, that helps people to, to look at it and really see where I'm coming from, so to speak. And then the second step would be about discovering who you are in your relationship with time. Like what's your productivity persona? And then learning how your persona's strengths shore you up daily. And then learning about how those weaknesses can impede your process daily, but then learning to make them work for you and seeing them, recognizing them when they show up. And because I think that is, is, is really key. And then learning – all the facets, there are eight different facets of a productivity persona. So learning about those facets so that you get that clear picture of who you are and what it means for you around getting things done, and then using that as a foundation to build a system that works for you, a system that helps you get done, but from a personal perspective. So that means choosing the tools that you're going to use that fit who you are the tools that fit your productivity persona, and then looking at your processes to see where they need to be tweaked, what new processes need to be created, and then thinking about the people you want to bring in. That's part of a system, too. Who do you need to work with you besides yourself so that you can get from to do to done?
1: You know, I think all that is so important, and I was just thinking as as you're talking, Sheila, that – as we get to know and learn and be familiar with our productivity persona, um, I think it will help us in our relationships with other with other mm. Prototype sort of or personas because we'll know because I was thinking I yeah. gave I, I work with someone we're doing some collaboration and she said oh I didn't feel like getting it done I didn't feel and I'm thinking if you have a deadline how could you just not override how you felt or, you know this is me like right. I'll do what it takes to meet that and and I was getting a little ticked off it's like you know hello <laughs> Fun.
2: Yes. I don't get it. I don't yes. get it. Right, right. I can't relate, right? And I think that's, that is key too, like knowing in that group of people that you're working with, whether it's just a colleague or your VA, it's, it's important to know who they are in their relationship with time too, because that can make your team a lot more effective for sure, knowing who each other is inside of
1: that relationship. <laughs> which which would help in building the relationship <laughs> and get more more cooperative and collaborative and not going yeah. crazy like but I didn't do that out loud I did that in my head it's like hello <laughs> <laughs> so how does all of what we're talking about have have a spiritual foundation to it because I feel like mm-hmm. it does and mm-hmm. you express so so bring that out for us please
2: Well, of course, yes, it does. Because we, when we really look at things, we are not human beings, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And when we take that step back and we look at the whole spiritual correlation, we remember that, okay, I'm a spiritual being. And when we even look at, say, the physical body and how it's built, it's built on, say, the blueprint for our ethereal body, so our chakra system, that is something that runs the entire course of our spine, from the base of it, from our tailbone, all the way up to the crown. And this is, this is who we are. This is how we come into these bodies. And the personal power is related to... Um, one of the chakras. And so that the energy of that second, second chakra allows you to transform that, as I mentioned before, the inertia into the action and the movement. That's the chakra that's associated with our personal power and allows us to meet the challenges and then move forward, whether it's moving forward through that to-do list or moving forward In our own lives. And then when we talk about being versus doing, being is a very uh, spiritual thing. When you go to that space of just being, there is absolutely nothing human about that. That is all spiritual. And some people might look at it as a space that they go when it comes to personal empowerment or, um, uh, say, a self help space, but there is nothing human about that space. That space is totally spiritual. So it it's one of my favorites. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's like that 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 space is really where we exist. And that's one reason why it feels so good to us. When we get there, when we know how to get there, that's one reason why it feels so good and that is really where we actually work things out. And then what takes place on that level is what shows up in front of you inside of the dream or the daily life that people think is reality.
1: Wonderful. You are such a storehouse of information, Sheila. (laughs) This is fascinating. And and I love your book and what you have to offer people. So tell our listeners exactly how to get a hold of you and your books and, and all that good jazz.
2: Okay, well... I, um, let's see, let's start with how to get in touch with me. I am pretty active uh, when it comes to Facebook. That's a great place to connect with me, either through my personal page or my fan page, which is at Third Eye Group, and um, also my personal page, either tagging me or inboxing me. That's usually how people... Um, get in touch with me. And, of course, there's my website, thirdeyegroup.net. And one thing I really want to make sure that I share, too, someone inquired about the personas. The quiz is available online if you'd like to take it to see who you are in your relationship with time. It takes about 60 seconds. And um, so far, everyone who has taken the quiz says that, yes, this is who I am. Um, This nails who I am. So the quiz is available. This is a shortened link. It's at bit.ly B-I-T forward slash prod persona quiz, so P-R-O-D-P-E-R-S-O-N-A quiz. And I'm actually going to post the things that I'm sharing here, the links and whatnot. I'm going to post those on Facebook through my personal profile and my fan page so that people can, can Good. see them.
1: Tag because me, and I'll make sure promote that yes. too. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay.
2: Great. And then um, if you, there's also an opportunity to get from learning who you are to starting to take on two of the challenges that your persona actually has, and that's the uh, time rival journey. That's a five-day piece that um, is delivered via video, and um, people are really having some good results with that, just with taking on those, those two challenges. And um, I'm also... Going to be later on this month, I have a group that I am taking through a six week process of looking at who they are, looking at their productivity persona. So, you know, that's there as well. And of course, there's the book, Wielding Time, which is um, the link for that I'll, I'll make sure that I include too. That's available on Amazon.
1: Wonderful. Sheila, thank you so much. And thanks for all your insight and how you're helping us change our relationship to time. I love it. Oh, thank you, Joanne. This has been great.
2: This has been a great time, My great experience, and like even working up to it. So thank you so much.
1: On, wonderful. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day, Sheila. We'll be in touch. Thanks. You too, Joanne. Take care. You too. Thanks. So what's important is Everything that Sheila has been talking about in terms of your own power and being able to recognize what your productivity persona is and being able to really know what that means and know how to wield time rather than than having time wield you – and take charge of you. And it's so wonderful because, as Sheila mentioned, power is not about power or control over anybody. It's really about taking charge of you in all the beautiful facets that you are, spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, all of that jazz. And it's so important to show up for yourself. Speaking of showing up, you can go to my website, doctor Joanne with an e white.com find out more about some upcoming guests find out more about some uh, free articles and get more information and also find out about how you can take charge of you we have next week dr deborah moore the loving push and she's going to talk about something that's very important to to me and close to my heart and that's about really finding out how parents and professionals and all of us can help kids who are on the autism spectrum become successful adults many of you, many of the listeners know that I worked and have a very strong background with working with children with special needs and, and autism and um, more heaven is that personal story about that so Every one of us is special. You are special to all of me. Remember that each and every day, take one step forward to empower yourself because you can. And as you do, you advance yourself and you feel better. Thanks so much for being here for Power Your Life. And have a blessed day wherever you are.
0: You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about The Upbeat Show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.